What are you talking about? Hell no. Uh uh, that ain't gonna fly. Facts, homie. Straight facts. I just wanna keep it real. It's all I know. Fake news? Uh uh. Why would you do that? Exactly where did you get that from? Nah, can't believe it. Man, you gotta come with some papers. You got to show papers on that. This is it, man. This is the start. This is the start. Yeah, man, this is how it's gonna start. It, yes, man, real spiel. This is how it's gonna start. The show starts. Huh? Yes, man, the intro. Real spiel. Real spiel. Yes, real. Yeah, so we'll start with a very special fuck-off to all those Game of Thrones haters. The critics. Those who don't write anything, but have all these criticisms of the best writers I've ever had the honor of watching on HBO. Uh, I mean, yeah. I've been, like like we were just saying before the show, I was, uh, I've been excited and, like, entertained. Like, I have my qualms, too, but... I'm here for the ride. I mean, yeah, I can come up with my own theories and stuff, and I love spouting it out. I have fun doing that. But that's my own theories, you know? Like, <laughs> Yeah, no. There's nothing to hate. There are things to, like you say, be a bit upset about. There are things to say, well, I wouldn't have, you know, necessarily done it that way if I was writing something. But uh, to you, I say write something. Right. But, you know, it's just like they've had two years, you know, this should, this should be the most perfect shit ever. Well, they didn't have to have a Starbucks cup on the table. Well, yeah, but I'm not even meaning in reference to that. That was pretty shitty. Yeah, it's, it's, you know, but shit happens. There's other movies with errors like that and stuff. Like, I would expect that with a movie that's thrown together, like you said, in a few months. They've been working on this for the better part of ten years. Oh, no, I, well, the, look, I'm getting, I, I know, but I'm saying two years for this season, but like, they, they cut things short that shouldn't be cut short. Like, The Long Night, for instance. That should have been, like, an episode and a half. They're like, rushing. there should be more depth to the whole Night King. Like, that was... I think it might be because of the hype surrounding it. Like, oh, 55 nights of shooting, all this stuff. Whatever. But, like, it, it was enjoyable. I liked it. But I do think, like, I want to know why with the Night King. Like, why now? Why all these things? Make it a more badass battle. Man, 55 nights of shooting and they couldn't find better lighting? Like the, so dark. like the MJ the MJ layup, you know, when he switched hands. Like Arya pulling that shit with the knife was tough. And I know she did it against Brienne earlier and that like like when they were play fighting and that yeah, might have no, been But like but yeah, I don't know. Like some badass sword fight would have been sweet or like It's all too predictable. I'm glad they had Arya do it. That that isn't my main criticism. My main criticism is the fact that small editing issues that could have been fixed post production are still there. That's the only criticism I would have. Everything else is fine. The I do, dialogue is awesome. The scene work is great. Cinematography. Everything is great. Yeah, no, like I said, I've enjoyed it. I do think some of the characters have gotten away from themselves. Well, some of the characters like, have gotten away from death. There's really only two characters that have like pretty much stayed who they are. Name them. Arya and Varys. Arya has not stayed who she is. How so? I'm saying, like, the writers have stuck... Arya's character, like, throughout this last season has oh. been pretty representative of what they've set her up to be, whereas everybody else is kind of a little off track to me. Yeah, well, John's still a shitty leader. Well, he's a terrible war general. Exactly. A terrible war general. There's too many factors, like, put your put your best forces in front. Yeah, I don't shoot know. Shoot your catapults before you can see... Like, None of that made sense. You're going to lead your best foot soldiers straight into darkness. With an untold number of foot soldiers that you're fighting against. You wouldn't leave one dragon perched so that when all the lights come running, you couldn't just fire, fire them? Like you said, why couldn't Bran take the time to warg into a dragon and then light up the night sky real quick with well, a dragon breath? Well, see, that's a little thing, though. We don't know where Bran went. Bran went to go watch the Avengers. That's what I'm saying. We have no idea what Bran went to do. Bran disappeared for, like, a good part of the battle. Well, And he, he, he was in the Ravens. He checked on the Night King. He had to go somewhere else. Like, where else would he have gone? Nah, he was in the Raven that whole time. They just didn't show him the whole time because that would have been boring as shit. We would have been more upset about how that whole episode played out. I don't know. I think he went and did something. I'm mad enough they wasted four minutes on a dragon CGI ride that 
look janky as shit. Look like something I wrote at Universal Studios in 1998. Yo, the uh, when Drogo No had all the fucking whites on him, he yeah. stabbed the shit, and he just was shaking them off. That shit was crazy. Shake, shake, shake them off, shake them off. Yeah, he's doing the Harvard <laughs> shit. Yeah, that was that was bad. I'm I'm so upset the way they took out. Viserys, this most recent episode. Oh, uh, Rhaegar? With the suit. Was it Rhaegar? Is that the one? The That's dragon? Right. I thought it was Viserys that was left, but either way. No, Viserys the one that got turned into the night dragon. Either way, fuck the dragons. These new souped-up spears that they have. The that scorpions. The Macers, or her hand. Kyburn. Yeah, Kyburn. That dude's a savage. He's an evil genius. You're telling me, I want to know, though, how did a dragon not see a boat, but a boat's all dragon? Well... I, I don't think the, it was about the dragon not seeing the boat. I don't think he saw those spears coming at them. I'm saying, though, like, they were all surprised by the boats and by Euron, but, like... Well, they came from around the, the mountain. Yeah, but the dragon's up high. If they had their shit aimed at the dragon, that means they had to have seen it beforehand. The dragon didn't see any of the boats beforehand. They're yeah. up high. They got the vantage point. You would think, I mean, but they're dragons, and this is a television, so if there's a certain amount of <laughs> suspension of disbelief, we got to take into account but no I've enjoyed it uh, all the bitching I do I still like enjoy I'm the one of the defenders like at work when we talk about it yeah. I'm one of the Stark defenders of it that's another thing you notice the title of this last one was like the last of the Starks and it's it's fitting it's kind of sad <laughs> cause like John's not a Stark he never was anyway he's a Snow and or slash now we know he's Targaryen then you have Sansa and Arya who are probably gonna get if they were to get married would like shake the last name because they'd have to take the new their new lord's last name whatever and then Bran just told Tyrion yeah I'm not really Stark anymore like I'm not a lord of Winterfell you know yeah there's a lot of double meaning in every episode it's almost like a Jordan Peele movie double meanings everywhere but Game of Thrones has been quite enjoyable I'm ready for the last two episodes was the last two two we got two left the penultimate is always like the most crazy so this weekend is probably going to be nuts I'm really really mad that they killed my girl Masande but we saw it coming yeah I didn't know she was going to die basically any deaths that happened including the dragons this current episode I just chalked up to the last couple episodes because I expected more people to die up to this point anyway yeah so the fact that they killed that dragon I thought there was only one dragon left anyway so when I saw two dragons I was like oh shit two dragons but then when they killed it I was like oh alright well it's dead I thought this uh, I thought three we'd get a lot of death but I think this this one we're going to get a lot of death well the most upsetting thing to me this season an act that didn't happen that should have was Tormund and Brienne copulating and making a giant redheaded baby. Yeah, but Brienne has clearly been in love with Jamie for a while. I thought it was going to be like the high school movie where she realizes her real prince is the one in sheep's clothing, but it ended up being, yeah, the actual prince who, I don't know, man, fuck Jamie. Yeah, I mean, I'm not a fan. If you're a fan of Jamie, I mean, you just, you got that weird bad boy thing going on. I mean, he probably is the most changed, or one of the most changed over the series, though. He's evolved quite a bit, but if we really want to talk about people that's evolved in terms of public perception, Daenerys. I don't like her no more. I I never really liked Daenerys. I liked her. What was not to like? It was just the order I watched the show. Mm. So I came in like I'd seen one and two, then it was like a long ass time, then I seen six and seven. Okay. And six and seven, she's like real like super feeling super entitled and like all this other shit. And I'm like, huh, she's supposed to be this like the people's queen. She don't seem like it. Well. So I didn't like her, and then uh, this season's kind of like full on. We see that. Yeah. Well, the whole time that essentially a winterized version of The Walking Dead is marching towards Winterfell to kill everybody, all she can think about is marching south to capture back her kingdom. And while you can still smell the burning of the dead bodies who just, you know, risked their lives for her, including Ser Jorah, that she was just crying over, only thing she can think about was sitting on the Iron Throne. An Iron Throne that nobody really cares about. It's just the title at this point. Because everybody knows Cersei's not the rightful queen. She's just sitting on that shit. I think it's going to end up being, like, democratic. 
Everybody wants John to be the king. That's who should be the king. Yeah, but he don't want to be the king. No matter what he wants. Think Trump wanted to be president? <laughs> this is the president we chose. No, but no, I mean... Yeah, I don't know. We'll see, though. I'm excited. Last two should be good. I'm excited as well. But outside of Game of Thrones, there's other things going on in the world of content. I'm not really into the Avengers. Did you watch it? Nope. Yeah. I don't watch any of the superheroes. <clears throat> Yeah, what's going on there? What's up here? What? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I just thought about it. I was like, it sounded funny. He sounded like uh, the chick from Us. I just saw that movie this weekend. Sorry. I can't do the voice. Yeah, that, that was some Pee Wee Herman shit. But nope, I did not see it. I've only seen three Marvel movies in full. None it's, of which would set this shit up. It's very cool what they've done with the universe, interweaving it and all that, but... As like you, I've only seen a few, but do I have to watch Ant Man and the Wasp to understand Avengers? I don't think so. Yeah, that that wouldn't be very fair because I'm not watching that shit. So yeah, um, that came out this weekend and made or this past weekend and made 1.2 billion dollars. Yeah, it's been about two weekends. It was showing every 30 minutes on every cinema. So standard. They stayed 3D, open overnight. IMAX and IMAX 3D. They stayed open overnight to show it. But when did they have four different types of screen? Since when? That's crazy. I fucking hate 3D movies. How How is that the one technology that hasn't improved in 40 years? 3D is exactly the same now as it was when we were eight. Yeah, I don't know. It'd be cool if it, instead of 3D now, it was like virtual reality. It should be. Or like augmented reality where you're sitting there and like shit is like popping up. They tried that with that one Netflix movie that came out that I still haven't watched, Bandersnatch. Oh, well, I watched that. That was Choose Your Own. Yeah, Choose Your Own Destiny. But it would be cool if it was like, you know, a virtual reality piece to it. Yeah. Where you put yeah. on goggles with it, and then you chose your own. And just, and, but then it would just be a video game. You're basically playing a video game. You want to watch a movie, you want to play a video game. What do you want to do? Pick your poison here. You can only do one thing. Yep. ADD out here. But, uh... I sent you some articles about true crime stuff. Well, the first one was, like, about the dude who tried Fire Festival, and I was trying to write a fucking book. Yeah. That was a true crime documentary that came out, too, the Fire Festival. And then, like, I, I don't know. That guy's just in jail. Like, just... I yeah. I didn't I didn't watch the Fire Festival, but I read that article because it says something about him writing a book based on this thing and memoirs about criminals are another thing that people are just really into. They love redemption stories. We love to see somebody come back around after fucking up. Well yeah, I mean look at Wolf of Wall Street. Huh. Jordan Belfort. Yeah. That's who like inspired that guy. Really? It's like one of the people, yeah, I'm pretty sure it said he looked up to him in that article. It's crazy. And then he's writing letters from jail to his girl, pleading. No, the, the shit he's writing to his girl is his book. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. She, she types it for him, like, and he still owes, like, $24 million or something. But the other one, yeah, was interesting about Durst. Yeah, Robert Durst. The Jinx. I never watched The Jinx either, but again, I was interested in the article because I had heard about it tangentially and finally understanding all the bits and pieces. It's crazy. That dude's loosely, or if you want to say loosely, I got my fingers up in quotations right now for the listeners, connected to four separate murders or disappearances of women. Yeah. Uh, was the neighbor a female? I don't know if they ever confirmed that. No, it was a dude who he, he admitted to carving up. So he admitted to carving up his neighbor, but said, oh, I shot him in self-defense, though. That alone, after you've already been accused of killing your ex-wife, should be enough to be like, all right, this dude's kind of a little too dirty. Like, if George Zimmerman does another thing, I don't think he's going to get the benefit of the doubt at this point. Well, that's what we've been saying every other time. <laughs> every other time. No. We all know how our system is fucked up, but nah. That's just, I mean, it's pretty crazy. But he's a creep, bro. He's even exiled from his own family. Like, he's worth $100 million, but it's only because his family's rich as shit from real estate in New York City. Yeah. So he's just got an inheritance, but... I mean, would you want a murderer still in your family? That's like the DuPont. 
You know what I mean? How he bought that wrestling team and just started trying to fuck the wrestlers and then murdered them. What? You don't know about John Dupont? Steve Carell no. played him in a movie, Foxcatcher. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, it was a really good movie. It was about Olympic wrestlers, and yeah, crazy. He basically used his money to buy this wrestling team because, you know, wrestlers don't get sponsorship. No Olympic athlete gets sponsorship, unless you're Michael Phelps. So, they benefited from this dude's wealth, but he was a fucking weirdo. Wanted to touch butts. And eventually, he wanted to touch guns and pull the trigger on them and kill the wrestlers that he was paying for because they didn't want to touch butts. Huh. Yeah, and Steve Carell had a weird fat nose, and I think he got an Oscar. Or not. But he was definitely nominated. Yeah, solid flick. But the Durst thing has led me to think about all the different crime documentaries that are being out, being released, and whether or not they are directly connected to a rise in the reopening of these cases. Because me and Jake have a little bit of a dispute going here on whether or not there were smoke or fire came first with R. Kelly did the surviving documentary come out first or were the police already planning to arrest him for this new evidence but it's the same situation with Durst right the defense is claiming that HBO partnered with the prosecution and released the final episode where he said at the end I killed them all of course which is edited content well yeah in that case it was something he said but they did edit it in a way to where it sounds shaky and people are questioning it. Now, as somebody who does edit and film things on a professional level, what do you think about that? I'd have to watch it probably to have more of an understanding, but they, from the way the transcript reads for it, it does sound like they set up his prior statement like he's questioning himself. Like, oh, what did I just do? Well, I've killed them all, of course. Like, they... They say they put a 10-second pause in there, but the way you set that up, it is kind of like a question and answer. So I don't know if I, it's probably bad practice, but still. They even said it was like, oh, it's not, it didn't change what how the truth or anything. It's still the truth, but they said it was for like dramatic stuff. I don't yeah, know. dramatic effect. It's still an admission of guilt. At the end of the day, it's entertainment. They made an entertaining documentary that won a Peabody and won an Emmy, and that was the goal of the documentary. They probably want, like HBO probably made a bunch of money off it too. Of course, and that's why the defense of Robert Durst has a solid case in him being charged. I mean, he's being uh, re-prosecuted in the murder of his ex-wife. Well, they reopened the case. The article said that it was just like that one case. It was that one case they reopened, but. It's still, I mean, it's an admission. It's still an admission. I mean, if the whole transcript and the whole thing plays like it's still him admitting that he did it. At the beginning then of it the doesn't. Then it doesn't change what the outcome should. It, to me, it shouldn't change what the outcome should be. What the, what the defense is trying to do is get that whole thing scrapped from the evidence. Of course, which is their job. I mean, OJ did it. Why can't Durst get off? But my thing is, he's already gotten off four times. How many lives does this cat get? It's pretty fucked up. He murdered his wife. He murdered a neighbor. Well, I'm sure it was just like, I don't want to live next to a murderer. And the murderer was like, I don't want to live next to you either, so I'm going to kill you. That's not fair. And he just gets to walk around because he's got money. But I think if you've seen him on camera, you're pretty clear on the fact that he's guilty. Just those burps that he does. Have you seen him? Yeah. Yeah, he's a weird dude. He's a really, really weird dude. I mean, it's why his family disowned him. Yeah, like like I haven't watched that show, that documentary series either. So I, I just read that article you sent me. I've just seen that's previews all really of it. I know about it. I've just seen previews of it on HBO, and I remember hearing the name in the news, like when it came out. But that was four years ago, wasn't it? Yeah, four or five years ago, 2014 when it came out. 2015 when the last episode came out, and in the full transcript, the first thing that he says, and I think this is on camera, is, "Well, you're called." There it is. You're caught. Yeah. So there it is. I mean, that's all you really need to know. Obviously, it's an admission of guilt. So it's just the way they obtained it. Like if at if in fact at that point the producers were working in correspondence with the police, then it's kind of unfair to to like be like, oh, we're doing this interview for this documentary. When in realistically, that if they were working for the cops, it's kind of lying and entrapment. How did you obtain the evidence, and what 
was your motive for making the film. But ultimately, the film did get released I mean, and win still, awards. I mean, like, if, if they're making the documentary, though, let's just say it's not a famous case like that or name, and it's still make, making a documentary, and they come across something, it's their... They don't have to say anything to the police, like turn it over, because it's it's something to do with making. No, exactly. Making stuff. Their but it's a moral obligation. If you know that somebody murdered somebody else, are you gonna tell? Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I'm sure there's a lot to it. And if they did, though, that's the thing. Like I said, I, if if they came at me, if I'm this guy, and they're like, "Oh, we want to interview," and I think it's for the documentary. One, I'm not gonna say that dumb shit, but. Again, he didn't know he was still mic'd up. I mean, I don't know. Well, listen, he has attorneys for that. And his ator- his attorneys, who have a fiduciary responsibility, it's their responsibility to turn over evidence. It's their responsibility to tell their client, don't do this. And they did. They told him not to do it. And he, he did it anyway. It's like when Ted Bundy's stupid ass, they were like, don't defend yourself. And then his lawyers were like, don't get up and don't say anything. And he gets up and says all this wild shit and asks about, oh, what did it look like? Oh, what did it is? It's like, you're an idiot. You're a sociopath. That's what you are. You can't get out of your own way. And that's what somebody who's narcissistic and crazy does. So, yeah, I mean, dude's guilty. And if you haven't seen the jinx, you pretty much just watched it, so you don't need to. This led me to think about all the other true crime documentaries coming out, though. Like, did the surviving R. Kelly thing lead to him being recharged? A lot of these things, people are dead, though. Well, no, I'm not talking about Durst. Yeah, I know those people are dead. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm talking about R. Kelly now. Like, these women are coming out, and there's new evidence, I guess, in the form of a tape, but they were planning to make that documentary, obviously, for the last two years. That's not something they just threw together real fast. That was really well made, from what I hear. I haven't seen it. Again, I haven't Yeah, I haven't seen it either. I can't really touch on it. I just know that, like, the documentary came out, and then, like, the guy came out saying he found the tape in his attic and the collection of tapes. I don't know. I think that's the timing of it. I don't really know. I can't answer that question. Well, the interview where he goes, I didn't hold to anybody. That shit is hilarious. I don't know how to hold that people. That is so funny, man. R. Kelly, for, for, I know it's not supposed to be funny, but for what it's worth, there's some comedy in his responses to this stuff. And it's definitely... You know, sad what's going on for more reasons than his career is going to shit. The victims. There are victims wrapped up in this. He took advantage of young women. And while he is a predator, we can laugh at predators, right? We just laughed at Ted Bundy and he murdered people. So R. Kelly is still funny in my book. Real Talk is one of the funniest songs I've ever heard. I mean, Trapped in the Closet series, dude. Man, when he gets to part 20, by that point, he he's just... He knows he's writing a comedy. Like, this is improv at this point. That's not something that he was like, oh, this is like some real shit. I mean, I think it was through a certain point. Well, no, it wasn't real, but like... Through like part He was trying through a certain part, and then like at some point, yeah, you just gotta be like, wow, I can't believe I went this far. Yeah, up until part eight, he was making music, and then by part 20, he knew he was just making like a stage hip-hop opera that was just... He knew it was a parody of itself at that point when he had the fat white chick in the closet. It's pretty funny. I've, I haven't watched it since college, so it's like, I really don't want to go back and watch it. I just remember that day, me and like all my buddies, we were in the dorms. We just started watching it, and we spent the whole afternoon watching it, and it's like, oh my God, so much time just went by, and you don't even realize it. It's like, I spent my whole day watching this shit. Bro, kidding? that would be really interesting for a podcast recap or some type of, we'd have to do that on like a video element or like a commentary where... The shit is playing, like, really, really low, but our voices are the main part, just talking shit over it, like, whoa. Like, how high was he when he wrote this part? And how much cocaine was involved in this section? Just live commentary of it? There should be live commentary. Just, like, that. box in box, like, so we put the actual video in the box, the low, little box, and where's the big? Yeah. yeah. Or, like, the other way. Either way. No. But yeah, I know what you mean. That'd be great. And then we're trapped in the closet, watching him trapped in the closet. That'd be hilarious. It deserves that level of analysis because it gets lost in the annals of content and it will forever because of the shit that he's done just like Bill Cosby's great comedy albums nobody's gonna go back and listen to Bill Cosby in a hundred years nobody will I mean a couple people will it's like a couple people go back and read Mein Kampf you're gonna read that Hitler shit be my guest I ain't reading it some people gonna listen to Bill Cosby 
listen to him tell kids jokes. Some people are going to watch kids tell the darkest things on YouTube. I have a hard time with it. I gotcha. No thoughts? <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I don't really... I, I don't know that I'd ever sit there and be like, oh, I'm going to go watch Bill Cosby. But I, I don't think I'm going to... I don't think I would not not watch it. Like, I would watch it. Yeah. Because, no, like, if that's the case, anybody who's ever done anything bad is like, oh, I can't watch that shit anymore. Like, no. And there's levels. I'll still watch Louis C.K. He's still funny, what but about, I can't laugh at What about uh, Unless Kevin Spacey? Anything he's done? I'll still watch Kevin Spacey. You don't think that's worse than... I think it's different because he's playing characters, and those characters are separate from the person that he is. Whereas Bill Cosby is literally telling his stories from his life. He's being himself on stage. Like, he portrayed himself on stage. So for me, it's a diff- there's a little bit of a separation there where I can kind of, in my mind, create that, you know, my uh, what is it, memory distortion feel, where it's like, you know, there's a separation between the two. Gotcha. I, I think that's adequate justification, whether or not it makes sense, you know. Yep. Uh, but I had a little game I wanted to play. Oh, well, before we get to the game, Unsolved Mysteries on Netflix. I haven't watched it. It's not out yet, but that's coming out as a direct reaction to all these true crime things. So, I mean, I know they've always had Cold Case, which is on CBS, which I used to love. They've always had FBI's Most Wanted with the dude whose son's head got cut off and he's the host. I mean, pe- people are just upset, like... People like this stuff for some reason, you know? Murder porn. ID's always been really, really big ratings-wise, but I think there's a new... I mean, look at how when the Ted Bundy tapes came out or, like, this stuff, people are, like, bring up, bring it up and watch it and they're fascinated by it. Because, I mean, in part, it is fascinating how, like, this shit could happen. Making a murderer captured America's attention. Well, yeah, because it, I mean, not only was it like draws you in but it just shows you how fucked up the justice system is like but it was edited in a way that made it look like the justice system was more fucked up than it actually is that dude's guilty when you really look at the evidence right we all know that at this point if you really read about it and everything i mean that dude did that shit out there in wisconsin that's what you took away from that that's not what i took away from the documentary because the documentary was portrayed in a way to make him look innocent but when i listen to the actual police and the actual people from the town and go into the articles outside of the filmmakers from Netflix. Yeah, that dude did that shit. I think it was his, like his cousin. That, whether they or not, all live on the compound together. Whether or not he was involved. I don't think the I don't, police I don't framed know. the white dude so. in Wisconsin. I think they did enough to to like make him go to jail so they could be like, we caught the, we got the guy. Nah, I don't think that happened. I think he did. They it. showed enough in court to have a reason of a doubt that, that he didn't do it. There was enough. Oh, you yeah. search the shit eight times, seven times, and find the shit on the eighth time? That happens. I don't think so. In plain fucking sight, no way. No fucking way. Bro, listen, I saw the documentary, but I also read a lot of shit and listened to a lot of things that led me to believe he's guilty as the sky is blue. That's neither here nor there. Sometimes the sky is gray. Either way. Yeah. It shows, like, he, the way OJ got off, he should have got off. Whether it's right or wrong, just, that's how the justice system works. Yeah, exactly. If you got money, you get off. We start no, with dirt. I'm not saying though, like the money thing. I'm saying like his lawyers proved that that those police did a lot of shady shit. Well, no, I mean, I think there was a public tension there with the OJ thing. There's a lot going on with the OJ thing. They made an eight-hour documentary about it. Ultimately, the justice system got it right when they sent him to jail for 30 years for some other shit. I, yeah, like I said, I don't think he did it, but. You don't think OJ did it? No, OJ, I think. Oh, I don't know how I feel about OJ. But like, <laughs> you don't know how you feel about OJ? <laughs> he definitely cut off Nicole no, Simpson's head. Let's def- not get into no, it. No, it, he did it. No. But, uh. So I get into OJ. I don't think Stephen Avery did it. Oh, yeah. I don't. Yeah, Stephen Avery definitely did it. I don't think he did. But in any case. That's neat. Yeah, like you said, neither here nor there. But that's that just shows about. what these documentaries can do to the public perception and what they can do for unearthing these even, type of evidence. What I'm saying though is even if he did do it, mm-hmm. the way his lawyers showed that the, the cops did some shady shit, he should have got off. Oh, yeah. Whether it's right or wrong. I mean, like... Yeah, for raising reasonable doubt. I mean, they had 
their own ideas about the type of person he was from him being in that town and apparently he was bullied and all this bullshit. I'm not gonna get into that damn documentary. I thought it was bullshit. But but some but like I said, they're just it's like people enjoy them. Mm-hmm. They're fascinating. I'm, I just started watching this one about some lady who puts a fucking collar bomb on a pizza delivery guy and makes him go out of bank and says, finish this scavenger hunt and you can get the keys to get out, when really she didn't give him enough time at all. Yeah, that one He's going to die one way or another. Yeah, that one was super popular at the time. Uh, remind me of the name of it again? Evil Genius. It just came out in 2018. Evil Genius, yeah. It was on TV for a while before it came out on Netflix. But yeah, there's that one. There's the one about the little girl, Mommy Dearest, Mommy Dead, who is... She is manipulated to think that she has Munchausen syndrome, and or she has Munchausen. Syndrome. Oh, oh! She Don't makes remember. like the mom think makes her think she has all this fucked up shit. Yeah, yeah, and uses it for like Make a Wish Foundation and to get free rent and moves from state to state and goes through tax fraud and all this shit and basically uses the daughter and the daughter actually thinks she's sick. Takes to the doctor and all this stuff and when the doctor says, "Oh, you don't have cancer." She just goes to another doctor. Like, the mom is an evil, evil woman. And eventually the daughter links up with some crazy dude online and kills the mom. Yeah. Crazy documentary. I've heard about that. I haven't watched it. Yeah. She's out, free, walking the streets right now. I don't know if she's walking the streets, but, yeah. That was made recently, the last few years. Uh, I mean, people, like I said, people love it. Like, SVU. SVU is my favorite show in college. Like, it's not... It's, some of it might be based on true shit, but, like, it's not really, like... But, you know, like, people love that shit. In the criminal justice system. Why wouldn't people love this other high crime shit? Sexually based offenses are considered especially heinous. In New York City, the dedicated detectives who investigate these vicious felonies are members of an elite squad known as the Special Victims Unit. That's the, only, that's the only law and order I really watch. Exactly. It's got nothing to do with the crime aspect. Like, it's I don't got really. To do with the sexual I just, aspect. I just don't watch, like, criminal intent. Like, None of that. It's just not the same. No, bro. We have an obsession with sex crime in America. That's why people love Ted oh, Bundy. I don't know that that's that I have an obsession with sex crime. I think it's just I. that's the only law and order I ever thought there was. And then in college, I realized there's other law and order. And it's like, yeah, I'm not watching that. Why is SVU the most popular one, though? Because you're right. It's the most watched, and it's the one that's always on. It's the one everybody knows about. Well, that's why, because it's on 12 hours a day. You can guarantee that. But why? People watching it. I don't watch Criminal Intent. It's on, too. It's just on TNT. It's not on USA. Trust me. I used to like, watch TV like a lot an hour, when I was a kid. Like an hour a day? Now, not the 12 intent, hours a day? That's... Nah, Criminal Intent was on a lot, bro. People just watched SVU more. That's because it drew more eyes and it drew more advertisements. And that's why Ice-T was on it. And that's why Richard Belzer was on it for 20 years. And that's why Christopher Maloney was on that shit forever. And that's why Mar- Mariska Hargitay is still on it. Watched... Yeah, Mariska Hargitay. Mar- Mariska Hargitay. She's still on that shit making a million dollars an episode because people watch it. And there's fucking 20 seasons of it. Yeah, and then there's uh, Criminal Minds. That I like that show, too. Yeah. But people do like crime shows in general, but for some reason, sex crime shows. Like, I mean, like, I watch live PD. Every, uh, like, I try to watch live PD when it's live. Like, that, that shit, if I'm at home, that, it's entertaining. Longest running show? Cops. Cops, exactly. And cheapest. Bad boys, bad boys. Yeah, you know, yeah. They even got the special edition cops, like... Mm. Hoes. Then they got college cops. Yeah. Oh, Campus PD. That's hilarious. There was one at Salisbury. Uh, it was on the show, but I, I can't remember what the girl was doing. Mm-hmm. But it's just the one time. They were always in Tallahassee, and they used to always be in North Carolina schools. In Cincinnati. Yeah, Cincinnati a lot, too. But I remember they would be in North Carolina schools a lot, too. I remember one time they were in Raleigh. North Carolina's got a bunch of fun schools. Kids are just stupid. Kids are stupid. We did some stupid things. Did you do dumber shit in college or high school? Probably college. Hmm. I think... Um, in high school, it was just like party at a friend's house. No, I did dumber shit in high school because I was around more malleable minds. And I think I was around bigger groups of younger you know, more testosterone-driven men. By the time you're 18, 19, you kind of got that shit settled a little bit. You're not getting boners in class as much, you know? <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Like I said, it was just party. Like, there's a few people who had their house where their parents would let us party. 
That was high school. But college was... Did a lot of dumb, dumb things. When I was 14 years old at Sickles High School in North Tampa, Florida, I saw a dude do cocaine in my biology class out of a bag <laughs> right behind me. And I remember thinking, oh, this is high school. I never saw that shit in college. So I think high school was a little crazier. And I just think it might have been part of the area I was. Like, kids had a little money and just kids did wild shit. I don't even know if that dude graduated. But, yeah, kids were crazy. I mean, I'm not saying crazy things didn't happen. No. I'm just saying more. Cra- I think more crazy things happen. I think more crazy things happen on a macro level in college. I just like I wasn't involved in them as much. I think I started I started smoking more weed in college, so I was with a more mellow crowd. And then when you go around like the frat houses and the football teams and a lot of the parties and shit, that's where wild stuff was going on. Pill popping. I did some. Dude, I remember one time. I went to this party and they like let me and somebody else in for some reason, but not the people behind me. And they were like, "Oh no, you can't come in." So we went. They went around front, came in the front. Mm-hmm. Then the guy sees my buddy who was like, he was like, "Oh, I thought I told you you couldn't come in." And he was just like, "This is gonna go down two, one of two ways. You're gonna let me stay and we're gonna have a good time, or you're gonna try and kick me out and I'm gonna whoop your ass." And the guy just was like, nodded his head and walked away. Damn, was this dude supposed to be like a bodyguard for the party? Huh? No, it was one of the guys at the house. Oh, he was like the house. Yeah. Ah, fuck off. It was like a, a soccer house party, and then it was my buddy just pulled that shit. Yeah, and he was just like... Yeah, a soccer house party? Come on, man. Let me in. I just want to take your beer. He was in the house. like, But no, there was a fight that night. Like, some girls got to fight that night. Mm. Yeah, when I was in college once, I don't know if I told this story to you on the podcast before, but I remember... When some of my friends were rushing a frat house, dudes didn't want us to go to a party. And they ended up getting in, or some of us ended up getting in, and other people didn't. And they snuck us in through the basement and ended up peeing in some of the washers and dryers down there. And That's trifling. They walked in while one of our friends was still peeing inside the dryer. And as we're running out, Joe's like, oh, this ain't the bathroom. So the dude was like, get, get the fuck out of here. Hilarious. So I'm sure this shit smelled like piss for weeks. Uh, plenty for us. That's terrible. That's trifling. Not going to say the name of the frat house. I already said too much by saying a friend's name and the college campus that it happened on. But Oh, well. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, we did some... We cut in the dorm. There were latches to go up on the roof. They were locked. Cut the locks off. Put our own lock on. Bad idea. Scary up there. Hell yeah. We there's like this house down in one of the uh, like it's like Eastern Shore Maryland. You know, it's like farmlandish. Mm-hmm. So like down the road from the schools, there's like Eden. And so these kids had a house in Eden, but they had a, like a field parties and shit. Mm-hmm. So we had a field party the night before. My buddy had stolen this lion statue from there, but that one was like like paper mache kind of ceramic lightweight so there's this lion statue at the front of the, <laughs> the front of the house i'm all faded i go up to my boys i'm like yo i'm trying to take that so like it's heavy it was like 350 plus pounds like statue statue so we my buddy sober backs the car up five of us put this shit in the trunk of the car then i take that shit my car was like all misleveled <laughs> for uh, the longest fucking up all your suspension it's in front of my house now. You still have the statue? Yeah. Oh, they didn't give a shit. Damn. They could have had that thing tagged or something. They could have had cameras out there. They didn't care. Like, take it. Yeah, no. Nah, it was heavy, dude. Like, yeah? We got it to my house. It took, like, five people to carry it up the front lawn. Jeez. Yeah, that's, that's the story. We used to see a lot of stop signs and stuff. College, yeah, we did stupid stuff in college. But more, more vandalism took place in high school and more physical violence took place in high school. And I think that was a result of testosterone, just figuring out that. Well, that and you're under 18, so you can't really get in too much trouble. Yeah, and you're kind of trying to get that energy out. And when I did get in the most trouble with police was when I was under 18. It's just they didn't really arrest you because you were under 18. Whereas by the time I was 18, I voted cops at all costs. Hell yeah. Once you're 18, you're, you're not a minor anymore. And by that point, I was in a 
area of Tallahassee where, I mean, shit, they weren't very friendly to black people. So I don't fuck around with that. You're not a minor anymore. You're a major at that point. You're a major. <laughs> you're a major problem when you're a 200-pound black dude walking around smoking weed on campus. It's not cool. Yeah, probably not the smartest. I didn't do it. It's in my pocket, though. But I have two games I want to play before we wrap up. It's been about 40 minutes. I'm going to read some headlines that I went through today. And based on these headlines, I want you to tell me the first song that comes to mind. First title. All right. I'm not going to be very good at this, but we can do it. All right. That's fine. If you can't guess the song, I'll give you an opportunity to guess the year. Oh, so you want me to guess a song that you associated with it or exactly. one that I just feel like? Well, you can just say one that you feel, and then I'll tell you if that's the like, one that I thought of. Because the first one that I think of, that's what I'm thinking you're telling me to do is the first one I'm thinking of, not the first one you're thinking of. You're not in my head. There's no way you could think of the song I'm thinking of. But it'll be really cool if you come up with the same exact song. We might for a few of these. But tell me the first song that comes to mind, and then I'll tell you the song that I actually thought of, and then I want you to guess the year of the song. You should be able to figure out with these, because they're kind of easy. They're in our genre, except for the first one. But, first headline. Army soldier falls into Hawaii's Kalui volcano. I don't know if that's how you actually say it. After straining for a better view. Well, what did I say earlier? Earlier, I think you said... Uh, blame it on alcohol? Yeah, I don't know why I thought of that, but... Because you thought he'd be hammered up there? I would hope that... One of our former veterans, guy rest his soul. I don't know if he died. I didn't he didn't. Read the he story. didn't. He didn't die. No. Okay, so this guy didn't die. Would you look up the headline afterwards? No, uh, I just have known about this. I read about it the other day. Okay, so he didn't die. All right. Well, I don't have to say guy rest your soul. If you were drunk, shame on you. But the song I thought of was Fire and Desire because he desired a better view, better angle of the volcano, and it led to him catching on fire, or so I thought. But apparently he's okay, so the song actually doesn't make sense. But that's by Rick James and Tina Marie, and it came out in... Shit, I don't know, bro. Guess the decade, bro. I mean, I'm going to say the 70s. 80s. You were close. 1981. Close enough. Economy adds 263,000 jobs in April. Unemployment falls to a new 50-year low. That's the headline. What song title are you thinking of? Shit, I don't even know. I, I'm terrible at these kind of things. Jobs. Think Jobs. Steve Jobs? He doesn't make music. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Work it. Missy Elliott. Uh-huh. Yeah, because you work it. Is it worth it? Let me work it. And just so you know, I'm going to have the song playing under all these when I actually come up. So it'll make more sense when it's actually recording. So when I'm saying this with the song Work It playing, it'll be real cool. Yeah, I gotcha. Cruise ship owned by Church of Scientology quarantined after confirmed case of measles. Jesus walks. Even though I know it's Scientology. That's funny. I should have known that. Jesus walks is going. I put locked up by Akon because they quarantined on everything. They locked up, boy. And you know, what year did locked up come out? Shit, that was in like 2000. 2006, 2007. Yeah, I was gonna say, think what year high school you were in. Now, 2004, you were a little young. Uh, I was in middle school. Yep, I was. Uh, yeah, I guess I was in middle school, eighth grade. All right, Google workers protest alleged retaliation against women who report harassment. Milkshake. <laughs> no, I don't know. <laughs> That's funny as fuck. Khalees and Milkshake bringing all the nerves to the yard. They're like getting better and I'm No. I, I chose because because the article when I looked into it a little bit. I know it's I, that song is not one I should have said, but it is funny. But if you actually look into the article, the song that should apply is "Why You Always Lying," "Why You Always Lying," which is actually a parody of a, a different song. But I think it applies because it was a big hit by Down Goes Dot Frazier in 2018. So somebody lying. I don't know if it's the men or the women. I didn't give my opinion, so don't call me a sexist. Attorney General William Barr's testimony before the Senate. That's it? That's the headline. It was a video. 
I don't know. I'm trying to think of a good one. I just can't think of one. It wasn't me. Then she got me on the counter. It wasn't me. A Shaggy, 2000. And there's a lot I could have picked there because he basically went missing. Hmm. So, that's all for that game. Did you have fun there, Jake? You know what your prize is? What? Nothing at all. Get another beer. (laughs) And you had another game, you said? Another game is... I have some uh, production that'll play here. Why would you say that? Funny how? I mean, what's funny about that? Tommy, no, you got it all wrong. Oh, oh, Anthony. He's a big boy. He knows what he said. What'd you say? No, no, I don't know. You said... Did you really? Nah. Nah. Ain't no way. Did he really just say that? It's a fun game. Because I basically go through the headlines and then it's like... The fuck is he thinking? Did he really just say that? So, yeah. Sports headlines specifically is going to be the theme of today. Did he really just say that? And did he really just do that? Is it real or is it real ignorant? In the case of Odell Beckham Jr., he said the Browns will be the new Patriots. It's good to be confident. Confident or cocky or just dumb as fuck? You got to be confident. But let's be realistic. As an athlete, I appreciate a certain level of confidence, even cockiness and arrogance. But when you're branching into a lack of self-awareness, a little bit of delusionalness, is that a word? Just being delusional. I mean, we won't know until the season. The Browns are going to be pretty damn good. At least that's the thought right now. True. They've had a lot of weapons on, on offense. I think they put a lot of work in on defense in the draft. If I'm wrong on that, so be it. But either way. I just think I think they're making pretty good. Now, Patriots good. That's your. I mean, anybody wants strives to be that. You should strive to be that. If not, then why do you play? Well, listen. We both have had our opinion on the Browns and what their record will be next year. That's neither here nor there. We're here to talk about the ignorance of these players making false statements, and they're false because they haven't happened yet. And if I was a coach, I'd tell them all shut their damn mouth. But because Freddie Kitchen doesn't have any resume in the NFL, he can't do that. So these dudes are going to talk a lot, and it's just going to lead to their ultimate demise, just like the Eagles of 2009 when Vince Young said, oh, this looked like a dream team, because on paper they had a few good players. Yeah, I mean, that's a little different. This is the NFL. What do we know, Jake? History repeats itself. Odell said he wanted to make the Browns like the Patriots, not that they were going to be the Patriots. He also said he's only going to be there for five years. Why did he put a timeline on it? That's, I think, the contract right now. <laughs> so he's like, yeah, I'm gone after this five years. I'm only here because I'm under contract. If it was up no, to me, I don't think that's what he's saying. I think he's just saying, like, there's realistically, there's five years of me here. Let's get it fucking done. <laughs> That's hilarious. Realistically, there's five years of me here and five years in the league. He so could, have more, he could have more at, at that point. They could extend him. He's just saying right now what is real is a five-year contract. What is real is them not becoming the Patriots because if they were going to be the Patriots of the NFL, guess what? They would have been the Patriots. Bill Belichick coached there before he went to New England. Look. They, they assembled a pretty good team. All I'm saying is in five years, if they like the Patriots, then we can play this back. We can definitely play this back. I'm not, saying, I'm not saying they're going to be the Patriots. I'm just saying you can't say they won't be. They have, the, they have all the potential to be. I can't say definitively they won't be. The only thing they're missing is a Hall of Fame coach and a Hall of Fame quarterback, and I'm not going to get into it. Next headline, Bell missing minicamp. Now, this is more of a did he really do that, but he skipped minicamp, as did Odell. It's voluntary. Hey, I don't know too many Patriots that skip voluntary workouts. And if they did, it's because they won rings first. Damn it. All right, I'm not going to get into the Patriots again. Bell missed minicamp because I think this is the first opportunity he's had to flex muscle. All right? Now, listen. I've had a little power in different jobs, and I've had jobs where I didn't have so much power. The first time that I did have the opportunity over some underlings, interns, and what have you, I didn't flex. So the fact that he has a little power for the first time and not going to voluntary workouts, first time he gets a little money from a new team, he shouldn't be flexing. I think he should be showing leadership, coming in as a dude who just got paid and who wants to show, hey, I got a rookie quarterback, 
I got a young offense overall. I got a new head coach who I want to kind of, I mean, I don't know. Maybe he's doing his own workout, but you've been doing your own workout for the past two years, bro. Why don't you show up to the team that just paid you $50 million? Just my opinion. I mean, there's plenty of guys that don't go to voluntary workouts. Plenty of man. guys. Plenty of guys. I'm just saying. Terrell Suggs never used to go. Plenty of guys. Terrell Suggs is a Hall of Famer. This is different. You've been out of the league for two years, and this is the first opportunity. Well, we'll see how, if it affects his play or not. We'll see how it goes. We'll see how it goes. I'm just saying. I wouldn't be surprised if he pulls a hammy. Not wishing anything, but he plays a position that's very quick twitch. I don't give a damn how much he likes to jog in between the tackles. And I hope Le'Veon Bell rushes for 2,000 yards this season. Let me just put that on wax. Last headline. This baseball player for the Chicago White Sox called himself the New Age Jackie Robinson. I saw that. Who was that, Tim Anderson? Tim Anderson. He said he's the Jackie Robinson of fun, which I kind of agree with, but damn, did you really just say that? You a nigga, you out here comparing yourself to Jackie Robinson? Yeah, you probably shouldn't say that. Probably shouldn't say that, especially when he's doing the kind of things he's doing, like the antics. I love he is it. the only black guy on the White Sox. I love it, Jake. I love it. I love his attitude. I wish that you know there were more dudes in the league like that. He can, like, 360 dunk a basketball and shit. Well. Hey, I mean, yeah, he probably shouldn't have said that. Probably shouldn't have said that. That was dumb. That was dumb. He's not dumb, but that was dumb. Tim Anderson, I wish you health. I wish Le'Veon Bell health. And I wish the Browns a terrible season because they play in the same division as the Steelers. Did you see last night they asked Giannis if Marcus Smart had an impact on the game? No, I didn't. What did he say? He, like, looks down... At the paper, he's like looking around. He looks at the paper and he looks down. And he tries to find the stats. So clearly, he's like trying not to disrespect them. But like the look he gave, he's just like, <laughs> like he had to look for the fucking stats. Giannis is my favorite athlete that doesn't, you know, play into the new modern athlete. Which you know, to each their own. But I think he's an authentic dude. And he's one of my favorites. I like Giannis. Just that mean mug he does every time. And you were right. I got to say, I was wrong as shit. Right? I was wrong as shit about the Bucks. I thought that after that first game, they were shook. I thought Kyrie was going to go into Mamba mentality, average 35 a game, shoot 50%, and, like, lead the Celtics to the Eastern Conference Finals where they would play, you know, maybe the Raptors or something. And... You know, whatever. That's not going to happen, obviously. Giannis has gone into the mode that you said, unstoppable. Uh, I'm telling you, it's, it's not good to be dependent on one guy like that because game one is obvious. Like, he's 7-21. Yeah. They have a bad game. Giannis doesn't have many bad games. He doesn't. I mean, I just didn't know how it was going to look in the playoffs. You know, I mean, last year <laughs> it didn't look great. This year, is obviously, he's taking it to another level. His teammates are helping. I mean, the team they put around him fits what he does best. Bro, he's shooting 50% from three. Fuck what he does best. He's shooting threes. He was making more threes than the other team. But also, Kyrie, like, he's a dick. He is. He's a bit of a dick. He's a little too arrogant, and I don't think he's well-suited to be a number one. I think he's checked out. He shot 22 times. I don't think he's checked out. Kyrie's never checked out when he's on the court. Kyrie's a competitor, and he knows that at the end of the day, whenever he is on the court, he's writing his well, own resume. Yeah, I didn't necessarily mean like during in the series. I meant a Boston. Like he's checked out. Yes, I agree. I agree. He's checked out of Boston. He knows that next year he's going to New York. If he if he does though, that's the dumbest shit he could do. He doesn't want to be in the media, and he's going to go to the number one media market. Idiot. I don't think he doesn't want to be in the media. He just wants to control his own narrative, and I think he got shit. To Boston. No, no. The way he's talking to media this year is like, I didn't ask to be famous. Like, I just want to play basketball. Yeah, I just want to play basketball. Like, I just do this, this, and this. Because, like, all you know, how Boston didn't live up to expectations, all that. Like, so, I don't know. He's talking all that stuff, and he wants to go to the number one. If he goes to the number one media market, like, he's just, I don't know. It's not smart for him. Yeah. But him and Katie will probably play together there. They'll play well together because I heard the point made if KD could play well and experience some success with Westbrook, he could definitely play well and have some success with Kyrie because despite Kyrie being an asshole, what he said post-game a couple games back about being a basketball genius, he's right. He is a basketball genius. He's a savant out there on the court. 
he might make mistakes, as many geniuses do, but, you know, he's good at the game, and his game meshes okay with Kevin Durant because he has a good IQ, but ultimately, he they're both ball dominant, and they're not going to win shit. We agree on that, right? Especially as long as Giannis is in the East. I mean, I... I don't think Giannis is the new LeBron of the East, where like it's gonna go through Milwaukee every year. East is too deep now for that. I think there's a lot, yeah. Without LeBron, the power is like kind of like relegated out. A lot of teams are set up to be good. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. I think it's gonna be interesting. Um, I don't know how we got into that little basketball. Spiel at the end uh, there, but it's just because there's a lot going on. I mean, play. Oh, because I was right I said something about Giannis and the Marcus Smart thing because he yeah. was like, yeah, and we didn't talk NBA at all really. I mean, playoffs are happening. You know what game is tonight? I think it's uh, what's the other West beside? Oh, it's Portland, Portland and Denver and Seventy uh, Sixers and Raptors. I think so. Yeah, so those are both really good series. Kawhi Leonard is taking it to another level. Level. I mean, these dudes, I, I like the fact that LeBron isn't in the playoffs because now we have an opportunity to focus on other dudes, other storylines. Yeah. Because if LeBron was in the playoffs right now, it would be all about him getting swept by the Warriors. Yep. So, I think this was a good cast. We got it all in. It's going to be a lot of edits done. Yeah. And I hope it's enjoyable. I want to give a special shout-out to my boy Don Rushing and his clothing line, Black Future website is going live um he just delivered or is delivering shipping me some dope uh t-shirts they got t-shirts with these 1970s graphics based on like black exploitation movies and just old 70s movies old historical flicks like one of the shirts is like got a reefer madness poster on it from like 1930 there's really cool dope graphics the t-shirts are all prima con material fair prices check out black future and that's it Till next time. Till next time. Much love.
That's fine. 